Welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Y'all, I cannot tell you how delighted I am to be back with you here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I have missed you and I've missed visiting with you on the podcast. And I'm just so excited to share with you new interviews and guests and topics and a new format with segments and new music and a whole lot more that's coming up in what I'm now understanding is the Faith and Good Counsel Apostolate. And y'all, it's growing far beyond its humble beginnings in 2012 as a radio show on Catholic Community Radio. And just like the Lord is in, inviting you and pursuing you at each moment of your life to radiate His glory and His mercy to the whole world, He's inviting me to do the same through this apostolate in new and creative ways. And I'm so excited to participate, to do my little part in the new evangelization. So in addition to this podcast, you can find me on Monday mornings back on with my friends at Catholic Community Radio on the Wake Up Morning Show that starts at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can find that streaming live. You can even see us live on at ccradio.live and on Facebook Live. So it's not only audio, but video as well. I'm also doing quite a bit of speaking and events and retreats, and I am available to come to your community or to your church or to your event. You can find more about that at my website at stacygalino.com, and you can just check out speaking and events. While you're there at stacygalino.com, I do hope that you will subscribe to the website so that I can keep you updated on new content or where I'll be speaking or singing live. I'd also love for you just to send me a comment or question at the Ask Stacy button right there at the bottom of the home page. That communication comes right to me. It's confidential and I would love to hear from you. Let me tell you about the kickoff to this new season of the Faith and Good Counsel show. We're starting off this season with a series of three podcasts that really reflect a particular theme that takes us into a more intentional focus for the future of the podcast, as well as the whole Faith and Good Counsel apostolate. That theme is, who are you? Who are you as human persons? Our culture tells us many things about us that are not true. They're simply not true, and they hurt us physically and emotionally and spiritually as human persons and in our relationships. So we're going back to the garden for these next three episodes with my first guest of the season. Josie Duke is going to take us back to the garden where we can learn more about who we are truly as human persons, as men and women from our first parents' experience. Josie has such a gift for breaking down really deep theological concepts and communicating them in a way that really pierce our hearts, that get the intellectual knowledge into our bodies and into our hearts. She does that every day as a religion teacher at St. George Catholic Church in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She's a wife and a mom of four, and she holds a master's degree in religious education from Loyola University and is just about through one more semester for her master's in theological studies from Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans, Louisiana. So without further ado, let's listen in to my conversation with the wonderful, beautiful Josie Duke.
Thank you so much for joining us here today, Josie, on the Faith and Good Counselor Show. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, we were talking and preparing for this day, which I'm so excited to sit down with you and just to speak about the beginning from that scriptural perspective, from the from the place of our feminine hearts, you mm-hmm. know, that, that that John Paul says that the Lord has given us through our feminine genius and our the the charism of the feminine that that love just pours from our hearts for for everyone, for other souls. Mm-hmm. And so when we were talking, we were speaking about uh, liberating a continent. It yes. was a, a, a documentary you had watched mm-hmm. about John Paul II. And in there, and in many places, you can find information about the nine days that changed the world mm-hmm. when he went to Poland for the first time and told people who they were. Mm-hmm. Not attacking any leaders, not directly attacking any of the communists, just went to the people and told them who they were. And one of the statements that he made that has just pierced my heart. And to me, it is just an overarching theme of my life, as well as this work that Mm -hmm. he's calling me to, is what he told the Polish people, you are not who they say you are. Mm -hmm. Let me remind you. And I would love for you, just from a scriptural perspective, to talk with us today about Genesis. And what does that even have to do with you are not who they say you are. Let me remind you. Right. Absolutely. It all comes down to a simple question. And the question is, who are you? Who are you? You know, are you a product of the culture? Are you a product of your parents? Are you a product of your friendships? I mean, the answer to that question is, is yes in all those cases. But really, who are you? Where does the basis for your being come from? Who are you really? Strip away the family, strip away the friends, strip away the colleagues, strip away the culture. It's just you. Who are you? And Genesis helps us answer that question in a way that I think some of us have forgotten. So, or never learned. Or never learned. which Or is, have been misinformed. Absolutely. And I think that's the tragedy is, is so many people either have never learned who they were or have forgotten. It's gotten lost in the message of the culture. Oh, I should be this. Well, I have to be that. No. Who are you? And that's what John Paul II was trying to remind the people of Poland. And that's what Genesis does so beautifully. And not just the people of Poland, but all. Oh, everyone. Every human person. He saw man literally going crazy. Uh, He he did. He Mm -hmm. did. And he, he lived through, I mean, he lived through Nazi Germany. He lived through communist Russia. He saw it. Abandonment, abandonment, trauma, trauma after trauma in his own life. Goodness. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, uh, I tell you, the man was one of God's masterpieces. He truly was. And when you think about the context in which he came up, that's, that's a whole other show. Yes, definitely. Uh, But we go back to Genesis 1. We go back to the creation story. And everybody knows the creation story. At least we think we do. Uh, In the first creation account, God creates the entire universe and then creates man last as the pinnacle of all of creation. And for the first five days, he looks at everything he creates and he says what? He says that it's good. Yes. But then he creates man the last creation on the sixth day, and suddenly it is very good. That's the first time you hear that phrase is after man has been created. 
But then there's a little bit more than that. Genesis 1 verse 27, God created mankind in his image, in the image of God who created them, male and female, he created them. So it's not just like he put a mound of earth together and created a human person and said, okay, go. He gave us his image. He gave us his likeness. He wanted so much to be a part of us and for us to be a part of him. He gave us a piece of himself. He gave us rationality. He gave us free will. He gave us the ability to love. And that's who we are. And we've forgotten that. So we are unlike any other creature in the universe. We can't sit, we can sit around and philosophize. Lord, did I do your will today? Did I mess up today? Did I hurt someone today? Our pets can't do that. Now I love our pets. I love my pets. I love my cats. <laughs> I was raised around dogs. I love my animals. Yes. They are truly graces that are given to us so that we can see the beauty of God's creation and the beauty of himself. Mm. But they can't argue a point with me. They can't philosophize about who they are with me. They can be with me and they can show that they're content to be with me and they can bring me happiness, but they don't have that free will. They don't right? have free the will. They don't have make... rationality. They have instinct. And yes. some of those instincts are very good. You know, you've seen or heard stories about animals pulling their owners from burning buildings. That's instinct. They're, mm -hmm. they're protecting that, yes. that instinct to protect has kicked in, but it's different with a human person. We have intuitions. Yes. But we have intellect, we have reason, we have will. We can look at something objectively and say, this is good or this is evil. We can objectively look at these things and think rationally through a problem, through a situation. We can comfort those who are sick. We can bring hope to those who are hurting. We're the only creatures who can do that. And that we're making a decision to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Dis which distinguishes it, I think, from pure instinct mm -hmm. from the animals. Is that what you were saying? Yes. Okay. And another dimension, of course, is that we can worship. Yes. We can give God what he deserves, and that is worship. The animals can't do that. Creation can't do that. They may be able to rec recognize him, like if he took, if he came back to this earth and walked among us again. Would they be able to recognize him? Perhaps, maybe. Could they worship him? No. Not because that's like a decision can. as well. That is a decision. To a degree. That is a decision. That is part of the intellect. That is part of the rationality of a human being. And what is, what has always amazed me about the human person is that we are the only creature who can look our God in the face and say, I don't believe in you. Because we have the free will to do that. Because oh. we have the will to do that. And oh. as a loving God, as an omnipotent God, he will allow it. Yes. And mm -hmm. that's probably another show. <laughs> yeah, that's another show because, and it reminds me so much of our, of our parenthood when maybe when our children have, have done something or what have you, that, and then in our fallen nature, it's hurt our heart, mm -hmm. you know, but of course you're always ready to receive them back. You never stop loving them. And God, the father, so much more, right? so much more, infinitely more than, than we're capable. How much more mm -hmm. do you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things I'm thinking about too, Josie, is that we're the only creature in creation that is a body soul composite. Yes. You know, we're different from the angels who are pure spirit. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but we're the only 
creature that is body soul composite right we have we have a rational soul all living creatures have souls but they're different they're on different levels so and this is straight from saint thomas aquinas who is another one of my adopted patron yes. saints i adopted him early yes oh, <laughs> early on in my studies i was like okay saint thomas you're my buddy now yeah okay <laughs> i'm gonna call it you're gonna get tired of hearing from me so all you know all living things have souls but they're not rational so the trees have what we call a vegetative soul they're capable of life and growth animals have what we call an uh, animative soul they are capable of life growth and feeling if you cut them they will bleed they will feel pain but those souls are not like ours we have a rational soul we are capable of life growth feeling and reason mm -hmm. which is what we talked about just a few moments ago about being able to rationally argue about thinking about philosophizing we're the only creatures who can do that yeah so when god created us he didn't create us because he was lonely he didn't create us because he had nothing else better to do with his time he created us out of sheer gratuitous love he so wants to share himself his love his grace with us that he created us in order to do that. He didn't have to. In his triune perfection, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need creation. He doesn't need anything. He is perfect in and of himself. But he wants us so desperately that he not only created us out of love, but he gave us the sacraments in which to be physically present to us on this earth. And when you just stop and think about that for a minute, you're like, oh my goodness. Right. To what lengths, Lord, will you go? Yes. And the answer is any length that is allowable. Right. <laughs> any length permissible. To your, to your very last breath. Absolutely. But always the perfect, perfect God respecting the free will that he gave us. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because wow. to not respect that free will that he gave us would be to violate not only our nature, but his. Yeah. He's got to respect the free will. So just like the child who wants that third piece of chocolate cake before dinner and you say sweetheart it's going to make you sick well no mommy and uh, okay 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 so you you're thinking let's see how this plays out let's <laughs> see if this child of mine is going to learn this lesson now you don't deliberately wish the pain on him no but you're thinking okay i'm going to respect your free will and perhaps if this is the only way to learn the lesson maybe i'll let it happen he learns the lesson he gets sick sweetheart i tried to tell you but you didn't listen. Maybe next right. time you listen to me when I tell you it's not good for you. Many no's are love. Do you know? I mean, like, Absolutely. like the, one of the most loving things we can do sometimes is to say no. Or mm -hmm. conversely, like what you just mentioned, to allow something to happen because that's the way that that soul can learn absolutely lesson, absolutely rather than the, the absolute no you know, absolutely so depending i think i think our omnipotent father so much more than us knows how we learn and how we receive and so he allows certain things to happen or not to happen so that we can draw more into be into that love that spiration mm. of love the intimacy with him absolutely yeah. in fact talking about how desperately he loves us and how he wants us to be with him St. Catherine of Siena, another one of my favorites, the first woman to be named a doctor of the church, believe it or not, was taught by God himself how to read and write. Wow. She was. And She's it, one of my favorites. I don't think I remember that fact, though. That yeah, is amazing. I forget where I read that, but I read that, I believe, in, perhaps in the preface of her, um, of her book called The Dialogue, which if you've not read it, oh my goodness, you have got to get a copy and read it. It is amazing. She's another one of my 
adopted oh, yes. patrons. Um, you're going to get I tired of hearing too. my list, but she's I another love one. Her. She had no little to no formal education. I believe, if memory serves me correctly, she was the 24th of 25 children. Yes. Big family. God bless mom and dad. Yeah. And she wrote, and the dialogue is still in print. This was a book written in the 14th century, and wow. you can still get it. And in this, in this book, and in a letter, letter number 16, she relays one of God's messages to her. And the message was, I loved the idea of you so much I breathed you into existence. Wow. Now, this is a soul that is has disposed herself. She has mm-hmm. opened herself to receive and to be in that intimate union with the Blessed Trinity, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. That he, that he calls each one of us to. Right. She is special. She is wonderful. But she's also just like us. You know, he yes. calls us to the same level of right. intimacy, Right. Absolutely. Or and when, right? and when he says, I love the idea of you so much, he wasn't just talking to Catherine. He was talking to us. That's what I was trying to get yes. to. Not very well. I yes. Didn't... He was talking. I loved the idea of you so much. I breathed you into existence. And that applies to you if you exist right now, or if you ever existed. Yes. Or if you will exist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just, just try to get your head wrapped around the fact wow. that the idea of you was so pleasing to God that he said, oh, I have to have her and creates you. Do you know what I'm thinking about? And I don't want to get us too far off track, but one of my passions and one of the areas of, of, of service that God is calling me to is um, in the area of trauma and abuse and the healing of, mm-hmm. of familial wounds, in particular mother and father wounds and that kind of kind of thing. And there's a particular priest who does a lot of work in this area, Father Philip Scott. He himself has suffered deeply mm. um, in his own life, in his family of origin, but also through different <clears throat> traumas and not unlike John Paul II, mm-hmm. but he's, he's living now. He's in our modern day time. One day in adoration, and, and it was so beautiful. He was, he was communing with the Lord. And it, the, the short story is that God, this is specifically God, the father speaking with him and saying to him that you're my Philip, my only Philip. And that's our God because he can communicate to each one of us. We exist as if we were his only child. Mm -hmm. That is amazing that every human person that has ever been born, that ever will be born is his only Josie, Mm -hmm. his only Philip. His only Stacy, you know, fill in the blank. His only <laughs> Stacy. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. So I just I think that that dovetails so beautifully with what Catherine, um, what the Lord spoke to Catherine. Mm. I loved the idea of you so much. I breathed you into existence. Well, you know, we have so much more to cover. We have barely scratched the surface. So in our next time together, Josie, I want you to continue to take us through this this understanding that we need to have, that we need to immerse in, that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And there's so much more to be said about that. Here's something new to the Faith and Good Council show. It wasn't my original intention to include our pre-show, our pre-recording prep conversation with you But there was so much beauty in this conversation, and I wanted to share it with you with Josie's permission. We started off 
uh, as you'll learn by talking about a piece of artwork that I'm going to share on my website. It's actually a pencil drawing, a rather intricate pencil drawing that was done by um, sacred artist Norman Fauché in preparation for the actual painting of that particular piece. Norman is an awesome young man who is very shortly with his new bride preparing to live in Florence, Italy for a couple of years as he pursues a degree in sacred art, um, which we're in our community so, so excited about because he's going to come right back here and his plan is to paint in our churches. So you should check him out if you're not familiar with his work. You can find him all over social media and on his website. But the piece is, I believe, called The Visitation. It has to do with the Incarnation. And as Josie and I looked at this beautiful pencil drawing, it was so beautiful, the conversation that it drew us into. And and, and so I wanted to share that with you. And then we were talking together about why this particular topic, why who am I? Why ponder upon what John Paul II was saying to the Polish people and truly to every one of us, you and I, all souls from currently living and souls to come. You are not who they say you are. Let me remind you, who is they? They, there are so many they's that try to tell us who we are. And John Paul II was drawing us back to who God created us to be. And then we spoke about a dear friend and colleague, a woman who informed so much of John Paul II's heart and mind about women. Her name is Wanda Potowska. I just learned that as of this recording, she is still living. She has an amazing story. She survived a concentration camp during World War II, which you'll hear more about both here as well as a later episode with Josie and I as we speak about Wanda and her survival of that concentration camp and the fruit that has been born since. So I hope you enjoy kind of hearing what we do as we prepare for one of these episodes of the Faith and Good Counsel show. I've, I've learned to capture those pre-show conversations because there's always so much fruit. And if I don't hit that record button, I miss it. And aside from the words that you will hear in our conversation, I think you'll get a little more personal window into who we are as women and into our hearts and our minds and the place from which we speak and share the gifts and talents God has given us. We invite you in now to take a listen. And I want to show you something, too. Where did I put it? Okay, can you reach that? Oh, I looked at this when I came in. Okay, th- so this is a piece from Norman Fauché. This is oh. his, um, of course, you know, sacred artist. Oh, this is fabulous. This is just his pencil drawing, his prayer before he paints. And those, to me, are just so beautiful, beautiful. I know that his oh. primary medium is painting but his pencil drawings look at what all is going on in there and think about you know our topic the word you know the scripture genesis in the beginning knowing who we are and and the incarnation and the annunciation and all that you know you notice isn't it look at adam and eve over there to the left and the angel uh banishing and and then it's like the reversal you have death and you have life it is 
stunning. Isn't it stunning? My daughter, uh, my daughter Amanda is actually headed to vet school this fall, but she is an artist and oh. she would love this. This is just fabulous. Oh. Yes. So he's so here we are as beloved I know you the can the, see the holy spirit yes. about to pierce her. Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. Yes. How gorgeous. Isn't it? It doesn't need any color. I mean, you can no. just reflect on this. Wow. And so this is what we're going back to the beginning. Mm, we are. And that at some point we're going to come to this beautiful um, annunciation and, and the incarnation. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's oh going to take a while. <laughs> it's going to take a while. So as I've just been preparing for our time together, I've just been reflecting on, you know, where the Lord is is calling me with all of the different arrows that are coming at at me right now and and my prayer and and um, just the intensity of that and the the intimacy of the prayer that God is is leading me to and taking me into and drawing me into and paying attention to how angry it seems that old red legs is because <laughs> you know as as uh, as I've been pre- preparing for um, this new season this overall new season and trajectory if you will of faith and good counsel it's just interesting how he's kind of cranked it up a little bit because he doesn't want it to happen mm-hmm. but uh, there's a scripture Josie I'm just curious about your thoughts about a couple of scriptures, actually. First, uh, Hosea 4, 6. This is one that speaks to me so deeply because, um, well, I'll, it just speaks to me deeply. I, can, I don't even need to qualify it. It's, 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 it's too big, mm. you know? But my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Do you know? I, I, oh, my goodness. There's so much power in that, that statement. It's so layered and, and multi-layered. But here's the other one. You know, as I reflect and look at that beautiful drawing from Norman uh, that you just pondered upon and, and looked at, and the humility of Our Lady to to receive in that moment and to be so open and so receptive. You know, there's that humility there that, that I don't know if you struggle with that. I certainly do. I think in our, our fallen condition, we all do. Mm. And I have a tendency to sometimes to be as chatty Kathy as I am on this show. I'm also very quiet and I don't yeah. really, you know, I just try to keep my mouth shut or, or stay out of mm-hmm. things or what have you. And, and sometimes that can cause me, I think, not to speak when God would want me to. Oh, I struggle with that all the time, you know? And yeah. so this scripture that I keep on my desk, when I really just want to lay down, you know, or just not move forward or, or or the task ahead of me seems too large. It's, it, it's Isaiah 43, 10 to 12. And it, it makes me arise, you know, that and, 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 and the whole of my faith. But this one is, this verse is so powerful. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, my servants whom I have chosen to know and believe in me and understand that it is I. Before me, no God was formed, and after me, there shall be none. It is I, I the Lord, there is no Savior but me. It is I who foretold, I who saved, I made it known, not any strange God among you. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. To whomever, and this is coming coupled with that from Jeremiah 1, 7b to 8, 
to whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Have no fear before them, because I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Wow, does that just pierce you? This is why you're here today, Josie. Because I'm, I'm getting emotional. I know. I see you. you. I don't see. This. That is amazing. It is. It, this. I have to read this often because there's so much in my heart and so much in my mind and so many. The, the gift of knowledge that that God has, and the gift of suffering, the gift of of the life experiences, the gift of the people that He's, the wounded souls, the other broken souls, mm-hmm. not just myself and my right. own life, but those that He's brought to me that are thirsting. And I have, I feel this responsibility, and I feel this love mm-hmm. that motivates me to keep going, though those arrows keep, you know, coming mm-hmm. at us, keep I coming know. at me, keep coming I at know. me. And so when you and I met to talk about, hey, Josie, would you like to come and podcast with me? And you were so kind to say, yes, I don't know what's entailed, but sure. (laughs) It'll be fun. That's right. And it is fun. It is. You know, I just couldn't, I, I have, God has put so many people in my life that are so rich in their love of God and, and knowledge that is complimentary. You know, we all, we don't all have the same gifts. And so I love having conversation with you off air and I'm getting ready to have conversation with you on air because you're, when I think of you, Josie, I think first of all of beauty and wisdom and love for souls. Do you know in your role as teacher and mom and Mm -hmm. mom, I should say first and wife and teacher, And you, you know, one semester away from that master's in theology, and Mm -hmm. you just, your knowledge has grown so deeply. And so I thought, Josie, I I really feel like the Holy Spirit communicated to me that Josie is the person to have this genesis, this, you are not who they say you Mm -hmm. are. Let me remind you from a scripture perspective, conversation. Right. And I, I talk about Genesis with my sixth graders. I've taught Old Testament to my sixth graders for the better part of almost a dozen years now. And I love the book of Genesis. It is so rich and so full of imagery that most of us just gloss over because we've heard these stories so many times. We think, oh yeah, I know that. Do Mm -hmm. you really? Do Do you really? really? And when I start helping my students unpack it, they're like, whoa, that is awesome. I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, so I've Going back to the beginning for me was like, yeah. So, you know, studying John Paul, um, John Paul the Great's Theology of the Body, when he goes back to the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah. This is, this is, like, is this amazing. This is what I've been dying for my whole life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, John Paul the Great is, uh, I, I told you not too long ago, that he is another one of my adopted patron saints. Yes. I have quite a few. Yes, yes, <laughs> quite me too. Quite a few, but I tell you, the more I read about this man, the more I think, my God, yes. what a masterpiece yes. you created in him. Yes. It was amazing. So when, when he discusses Genesis and goes back to the beginning, and when I talk about it with my sixth graders, or even with my own children, who are now adults, uh, my eyes just light up. It's like, oh, this is you. You've got to understand how beautiful this is, you know. Oh man! And they just love the stuff that, like I said, a lot of people just gloss over, and they don't. They don't really take the time because they've heard it so often. Or maybe someone, Josie, taught it to them that was in that space that didn't really fully get it or had not had the 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 gift mm-hmm. of having that training or that knowledge 
um, of theology, the body in order to be able to, or the, just the fullness of the faith, you know, yeah. in order to be able to communicate it in that way right. that, that gets it from the head to the heart mm-hmm. or that's, you know, authentically accurate, for example, or sure. what have you. Um, cause it's, 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 it's a different kind of language, you know, and, it and it's not in our modern sensibilities, it can be, um, difficult. And then, and then too, our, our, our lack of knowledge about the Jewishness yes. of the scripture in the old Testament mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So that's why you're here. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so, oh, grateful I'm so excited. I, I can't even tell you this is, this is fabulous. Yes. Okay. Well, we're also reading some of the same books. I mm-hmm. turned you on to Wanda Potowska, to yes. Potowska huh? <laughs> and I am afraid of my dreams. Oh, my gosh, what did you think of that? A book. I read it in one day. I was on. Wow. (laughs) You had girded your loins. I did. I did. I tell you. And I remember telling you, reading this book is like reading the details of a train wreck in slow motion, but you cannot pull yourself away from it because you've got to find out what happens to the victims. It's one of those. Yeah. You are not, it's not a macabre kind of curiosity it is my god how do they survive this my god what yes. did they do what what in the world and you're just i i was so moved by her courage and the courage of the other women in this concentration camp the name of which most people don't even know which is a shame everybody knows auschwitz right some people probably know bergen belsen but mm-hmm. ravensbrook i'm not right. sure that's not a common name that right. comes up in people's minds when you think concentration camp there were many there yeah there mm-hmm. were several and and i'm reading this description of the utter bestiality of man of what these human beings have been turned into yeah and i was horrified and i couldn't sleep yeah for two it's traumatizing days. not because it's traumatizing. it's traumatizing but i was praying for yes. these people yes. dear god what have we done what did we do what are we doing now right you know the talk about the euthanasia program in nazi germany the talk about the medical experimentation and, and some of these things are are coming to a head in our own time. And I'm like, right. The ideologies are still there. The eugenic philosophies and ideologies, they just, they, they look a little different and they sound a little nicer under the guise of mercy and so forth in this day and time. But they all come back to that, the rootedness of you do not know who you are. Absolutely. Right. And John Paul, it, you know, that spark that came from Poland, like in St. Faustina's diary, man, how, Oh, thank you God. So to come and help counter that, to teach us who we are from the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as a nurse, now, you know, nurse practitioner now, but way back in the day, I was a number of years ago, I worked as a registered nurse doing quality assurance, doing mm-hmm. root cause analyses and so forth. How little I knew back then, even as a Catholic, but had none of this knowledge that I have now that, that I've been so gifted to receive, mm-hmm. but to really know how deeply those roots really go. I hadn't mm-hmm. a clue. <laughs> yeah. Had not a clue. And so that's what we're going to talk about Absolutely. here. So yes. And so just to just to note, we're going to have a later podcast another time about 
that particular book and some mm-hmm. others that are related. Wanda Potovska, it is, and I am afraid of my dreams. And just a note, she was a little girl who underwent medical experimentation mm-hmm. upon her in this, in this particular concentration camp. She later became a psychiatrist who helped people with trauma mm-hmm. and abuse. Mm-hmm. How appropriate. Yes. And she was a great influence and a great friend to John Paul she II. Was. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, the book on John Paul the Great that was written by Jason Everett that I uh, read recently as well mentioned her name. Oh, really? It did. I and haven't I, gotten fully through yeah, that one yet. And so okay. I thought, okay, well, this I have to investigate. And then, of course, you mentioned her, and I thought, okay, this is twice within less than a week. I have to read she's her. She's calling us. So. Yeah, she's calling us. So it was just, and she swore. She swore that if she survived, she would become a doctor. I know that was a bit of a quick ending there, but I do hope that has made you thirsty for more information and to learn more about this wonderful woman, Wanda Patalska, as well as the other conversations that Josie and I will be having both in this series and in the future. And that's a wrap on our first episode in this series of three, Who Are You? with my guest, Josie Duke. Stay tuned for episode number two in this series, where Josie and I will continue our conversation about who we are in the scriptural context of Genesis. We'll touch more on who who God is, which ultimately reveals who we are as men and women, and how our sufferings can blind us to the love that God has for us. And finally, how the story of Adam and Eve and the redemption of Christ shows us who we are and just how much we are loved. And do visit StacyGalino.com after the show today where you will find some questions and reflections for you to take to your prayer time and your journaling time to help you think about and to open yourself fully to receive what God would like to say to you about his love for you right now in this present moment. And if you have any questions or comments about this episode or future episodes, please do click the Ask Stacy button on the homepage and send me a direct email and I'll be happy to respond to you. I'm already looking forward to our next time together here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show, and I hope you are too. Bye-bye for now.